Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I still want to talk a little bit about Syria today, and then we're going to get back over and talk about some very unique things on the timing of when this thing might all come down. Okay, first of all, Syria. I used to think that America should not be the world's policeman. In other words, we should not be running around taking care of all these other nations and nurse-mating them and correcting them and either beating them up or patting them on the back or sending them money. I used to think we shouldn't do that. However, in studying Bible prophecy, I have come to a different point of view. You see, if America doesn't keep the other nations in line, who is going to? And the answer is no one, and they'll do what they want to do, and this whole world will fall apart a lot faster than it has to. Now, here's the surprising part. I'm about to give you a verse that perhaps if you don't think that America should be the world's policeman, well, this is one of them that changed my mind. Revelation 18:24. In her, now this is talking about America, in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints. Now, let's hold on right there. What's that saying? It's saying that there's going to be a whole lot of Christians killed in this nation. Well, we understand that. That's not surprising. I mean, anybody that won't take the mark of the beast is going to lose their head, and there's going to be a lot of bloodshed. But these next words are what really shakes me. And all that were slain upon the earth. Uh, let me read that again in context. And in her, meaning America, was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. Now, wait a minute. Is that saying that America is going to fly or ship or boat all of the other Christians on the whole earth, all the way to America, just so that they'll get slain on American soil? No. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that America is going to be held the one responsible for all of the Christians that are slain upon the earth. What does that mean? That means that we were supposed to be the wall that held back the New World Order and didn't. We were supposed to be the policemen of the world that stopped this evil from coming forth and didn't. Let me read it again. And in her, America, was found the blood of prophets and of saints and over all that were slain upon the earth. God holds us responsible. I know that's a big responsibility. I know you may be thinking, well, I didn't exactly take that on. But you see... Since we really are a Christian nation, I mean, the angel that spoke to Dimitri said that he, he told Dimitri openly, he says, well, you know, I started America as a Christian nation, but instead of being faithful, they went after other gods, and he names the Mormons and uh, several of the other religions out there. Now, I want to point out another little bit. I don't have a whole bunch of information on this particular topic, not enough for a whole broadcast, but right now the big push is about a wall. Everybody wants to know if we're going to build a wall on our southern border. Well, this particular verse seems to say that we will. It's Jeremiah 51, once again, that's talking about America, verse 44, and I will punish Bel in Babylon, and I will bring forth out of his mouth that which he hath swallowed up and the nation shall not flow together any more unto him, yea, the wall of Babylon shall fall. Now, I'm not going to try to explain the first part of that verse. It would take me a long time, and I would love to go through and teach through Jeremiah 50, 51, Isaiah 13, and Revelation 18, and all of the verses talking about America. But it does say the wall of Babylon shall fall. Well, yes, we know that Babylon of old had a wall. 
but we also know that prophecies repeat. Just like the two, like Aaron and Moses standing before the Pharaoh is a type and a shadow of the two witnesses standing before the Antichrist. Prophecies repeat, you see. This is one of them that repeats. Now, let's go on to talk more a little bit uh, about Syria. And I mentioned this sort of yesterday, but I don't think I really made my point. And it's still in my heart, and generally when it's still in my heart, it's because God still wants me to talk a little bit more about it. So let's talk about Syria. First of all, to understand this, we've got to get a running start. January 2206, this was the night that God spoke audibly to Leslie and told her seven signs to watch for to the fall of America. The first word she heard, and these were audible words, and today I'm going to read them in the order that they were given, but we're going to put them in the order that I think that they will be fulfilled in. But first word she heard was, Israel refuses to help America. One way we put it is, Israel refuses help to America, whether it's help to America or help to, help to America or help, or help, or to help America. Either way, six, one half does the other. Then she heard, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America. One of America's greatest times of need. Israel is attacked. America sends troops. That's the key that we want to focus on today. Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Then she heard my voice quoting Dmitry Dudeman, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution. Now, let me just pause for a second. Because I talk about this a lot. You may be thinking, Stan... Are you really, really sure these <laughs> these are really going to happen? Yes, I'm really, really, really sure. I was really sure the morning that Leslie woke up and said, you're going to want to record this. And I went and got the recorder and we recorded right then and there what the Lord had just said. I was convinced then. But um, I haven't talked about this too much. Uh, but let me just tell you what happened. So this was June the 14th. Of 2008. Here's what had happened. We set up, uh, well, we, we started Prophetic Oil January 1 of 2008, and so I set up an 18-city speaking tour, and I talked from Beaumont, Texas, all the way up into Minnesota, all sorts of cities up there, and part of what I talked on was oil in Israel. Part of what I talked on was also this stuff right here, the fall of America. Well, June the 14th of 2008, I had spoken in Amarillo, Texas that night. I will never forget it. And, of course, I worship the Lord on my knees every night before I go to bed. I have a prayer closet. And in the hotel room, even though and it's seven days a week, every, 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 every night, it's the greatest thing I do every day is to worship my God. And so in my prayer closet that night, I said, Lord, I certainly hope you're pleased with what we're doing because it's not, it's not working very good. You know, we're spending $3,500 per city in advertising and there's not many people showing up. There's not many people getting saved. Well, that night he spoke to me audibly. Now I've told you this part and I heard words that said, quote, Stan, I will give you the money to drill the well in Israel, unquote. Now, Anytime I say those words, that can be construed as me saying that I guarantee I'm going to hit oil in Israel. So by my legal um, authorities, I have been advised that I, anytime I say those words, I need to also give you a disclaimer, and that is that we cannot guarantee that we're ever going to get the money, drill for, or hit oil in Israel. So there's the disclaimer. 
Now, here's the rest of it I don't usually talk about. So the rest of the evening, I was in school with the Lord. This has only happened to me twice in my life. And it was like he was—he just kept talking to me about all sorts of things. Well, one of the things he said to me, quote, when those prophecies that I gave your wife, he didn't call her by her name, Leslie. He said, when those prophecies that I gave to your wife begin to come to pass, people from all directions will turn and begin to listen to your ministry. Well, what prophecies is he talking about? He's talking about these plus the other one. You remember I've talked about that. The ones she received April 15th. Remember Arafat would go to the hospital. Israel would give the Palestinians a state. The Palestinian state would be a temporary measure to allow, to allow the Israelis time to strengthen the military. Then oil would be discovered in Israel. The oil would make the Jews willing to fight for the land. Israel and America will go against most of the rest of the Arab world. But that's not what we're talking about today. So let's get to specifically the part that deals with Syria because Trump has announced he is pulling our troops out of Syria. Now, again, I love Trump. One of these days I hope to meet him. One of these days I'd like to pray with him. We will see what God does. I think he's making a mistake when it comes to Syria, and here's why I say that. Let's read those headlines again. Israel refuses. Now, here, let me put them in order that I think that they will be fulfilled, because I cannot see that Israel refuses help to America is the first one. I, this is the order I think. I think it would be first, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Makes sense to me that the first mistake that America does, I believe America will force Israel to give the Palestinians a state. Now, when we do, that's the end of America. Because we split Israel, God is going to split us. I've talked about that before, so I'll go on. Second one is catastrophe hits America. Now, I do not know for certain what that catastrophe is. It could be a series of a suitcase nukes. But in that, it just said, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Probably it's referring to America splitting Israel, causing Israel to give the Palestinians a state, Consequently, I've got, what, six people that saw that America was split in two pieces and nine people saw that America was split, split because we split Israel. So probably it's God splitting America. And probably the way he'll do that is through a meteor. If I don't know if you get the much on, on the meteors, but I have a guy that researches as well as I do a radio program. People send me all kinds of things, which, by the way, thanks. Thanks. If you got some kind of information, send it to me. Ask Stan at prophecyclub.com. Ask Stan at prophecyclub.com. Please remember your Christian manners when you write, uh, and it's okay if you want to say something nice instead of just always criticizing. But anyway, no one filters that. I get that email directly. So if you want to email me, you got it. Ask Stan, A-S-K, ask Stan at prophecyclub.com. So anyway, back to the thing here. I think it'll be Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Two, catastrophe hits America. And my best guess, though I don't know, but my best guess is that the catastrophe is probably going to be the Great Lakes splitting all the way down to possibly even to the Gulf of Mexico. Now, whether it splits all the way to the Gulf of Mexico, I don't know. That depends on us. It, I mean, several people have seen it 
split halfway, three-quarters of the way. Some of them saw it split all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. And a lot of that is dependent upon the amount of sin that is in America. Jesus has the keys of hell and death. That means that he decides who goes to heaven, who goes to hell. He decides when they die and who dies. And it is commensurate exactly upon what they do. Each person is judged according to the works done in their body, the Bible says. Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America. One of America's greatest times of need. So I can see it. So we give the Palestinians a state, probably within short order, maybe even as short as a day or two. America gets hit and we are split right down the middle. Now, again, I've talked that, so I'm going to get on past that. Then, as a result of us being split, the Great Lakes opening up all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico or thereabouts, obviously, we're in a catastrophe. So the headline reads, Catastrophe Hits America. And then America turns to the rest of the world, to all of our allies, and says, Help! 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 We need help! 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 Well, our very best ally, Israel, refuses help to America. Why would Israel refuse help to America? Because America, very possibly by Jared Kushner, which is the son-in-law, the other day I said he is uh, his grandson. He's not his grandson. I know that, but sometimes words don't come out exactly right. But his son-in-law may, with Trump doing the actual signature, may very well be what is going to split Israel. Well, if Trump... Kushner, America, split Israel, it's over for America. And they are pushing really hard for that to happen in 2019. So we, you want to know just what time it is? You want to know how, how long it is for America to fall? The thing of it is you watch Israel. Better we are to Israel, the more time we got. We split Israel, God splits us. Oh, so let's start again. So Omar Usher's in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America, probably an earthquake. Maybe a meteor, maybe caused by a meteor. One of America's greatest times of need, so we holler and scream, we need your help. But Israel refuses help to America. Why would Israel refuse help to America? Well, Israel refuses help to America because Israel's angry at America. Because America just forced Israel to split her land. So she's not happy about that at all. The next headline is, Israel is attacked, America sends troops. Now, Right now, with us having some 2,000 troops already in Syria and already have troops over in Iraq and Afghanistan, today, if Israel was invaded, we might not, uh, we might not say, it, the headline might not read, Israel is attacked, America sends troops. It might say, Israel is attacked, America joins the battle, meaning that we already have troops there. But in that the prophecy says, that newspaper headline, Israel is attacked, America sends troops, send. That makes me think that perhaps either America doesn't have any troops over there. Maybe it's because Trump said, no, we're tired of being the world policeman. No, we're going to bring all of our troops home from Syria. We're going to bring them home from Iraq, Afghanistan. We're going to get out of the Middle East. We're getting tired of being the world's policemen. Maybe that's what he says. Or at least there's some kind of a drawdown. And America has to send more troops because of the attack. Either way, you mark my word, the headline will read, Israel is attacked, America sends troops. Okay, so then we send troops, but now what is the next headline? 
chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Then she heard my voice quoting Dimitri, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. Okay, all right, now why, why, why would we do that? Well, I think that that internal revolution, the anger for it has already started, but the full fulfillment of it will be at this point. So it says chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. So why would Americans protest help to Israel? Because America got hit with a catastrophe, because we gave the Palestinians a state, we forced Israel to split her land, and the catastrophe hit us, and then we asked for help from the world, but Israel refused to help America. Well, all of America, you can imagine CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, all of those guys, New York Times, all of the fake news people, they're going to say, hey, Israel's not helping America. Everybody else is helping America. Israel refuses help to America. Then. Israel gets attacked. Well, why should Israel get attacked after America is hit with a great catastrophe? Obviously, Russia and her allies, her her Islamic Arab allies, say, hey, uh, America's on her knees. America's crying for help. America's hurting. If there's ever a time to attack Israel, it's now. So we run over there and we send troops, but CNN, ABC, MSNBC, all of these fake news, they decry, well, why are we helping Israel? We shouldn't be helping Israel. They didn't help us when we were just down. Why they refused help to us? We shouldn't be helping them. Well, you know, Genesis 12 says, I will bless them that bless you, talking to Abraham, and I will curse them that curse you. It does not say, I will bless them that bless you when you do good. I will bless them that bless you when you support them. It simply says, I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. It doesn't make it, look, Israel can do the wrong thing, but we still better bless Israel. Israel is probably one of the more corrupt nations on the earth. If you've ever been to Israel, I've had my luggage gone through. They were attempting to try to steal some stuff from me. They are offensive. Here, I'll tell you a little story. 1991, my wife and I were on the very first tour we ever had to Israel. Now, have to understand, I didn't get in the ministry until I was in 1993. Okay, so at this point, I was not in the ministry, and I had no interest in being in the ministry, and I had not, <laughs> I had not worked on my human relations and my kindness <laughs> as, as much as I have today, as well as growing a little bit older, a little bit more gray hair and things like it, it helps you to kind of mellow. But at this particular time, I was not mellowed. I was a second degree black belt. I thought I was some kind of a tough guy. And I, there was a lot of mean hombre in me. And so anyway, we're on this tour and I was again, not in the ministry and I did not feel obligated to necessarily walk and talk like a good Christian. So here we are. In the King David Hotel in downtown Jerusalem, we're standing at the elevator. I've got bags balanced on two wheels in front of me, and I've got bags, several bags balanced on those bags on two wheels on the the cart behind me. We're waiting for the garage door to open, or the garage door, the elevator door to open, and there are several more people standing there with their luggage waiting for it to open. Well, the elevator doors open up, and all of a sudden, this whoosh goes by me. The young man, about 16 to 18 years old, has started running. 
he runs and jumps. I guess he did about a, a 10 foot broad jump. And he jumped up over me and my luggage and several other people in their luggage. And he landed in the elevator and he stopped. He punched the button and then he totally ignored us. And this is a lot of times <laughs> the way Jews are. They are offensive. They are not kind. They don't have a heart like the eagle's wings. They're not real kind people. They're many times very offensive. And they consider us Gentiles as what they call goyons. We, in their mind, in their eyes, we do not exist. They do not have to be nice to us. They think we, they totally ignore us. I mean, I can give you several examples. Anyway, so I pushed my bags in there, and I got up right next. <laughs> See, I'm from Texas, okay. <laughs> so I got up right next to this guy, right in his face. I said, I don't know who you are, bub. I said, but I'm from Texas. I said, you do a little stunt like that again. And you'll be picking yourself up off the floor. Do you hear what I'm saying? And this kid totally ignored me. He didn't blink. He didn't look at me. I did not exist. Well, why would anyone <laughs> hate the Jews? Lots of reasons. But as a Christian, as someone that follows Jesus, we still bless them. Let me say it again. Even if they're unkind, offensive, even if you don't like them, we still bless the Jews. We bless the Jews. We're blessed, period. I want to make that absolutely positively clear, especially based upon that story there. Okay, so apparently us taking troops out of Syria. Now he's also talking about possibly Afghanistan. I can see that as a real big sign saying that it's getting close to America's fall. I don't think it's a good idea. Again, I love Trump. I think it's a mistake, but I think it's the hand of God. I think that God is, everything that I see is marching toward the day when everything is being prepared for the day when the Russians attack and take out America. I don't like that, but you also have to understand that one of these days, all this stuff I've been saying on the radio is going to come to pass. One of these days, people that today don't like Prophecy Club and certainly don't like me, and they don't like the fact that I tell them there's not going to be a pre-trib rapture, and there's lots of reasons they don't like me. But one of these days, I'm going to be proven correct. One of these days, people that have been listening to their pastors that are wrong, and they're going to see their pastors are wrong, and maybe they didn't lie to them, but they just got it wrong. They just They just messed up. Bless their heart. They just messed up. And as a result of that, there's going to be a whole lot of people turn and begin to listen to what I'm saying. And that is the day I look forward to. That is the day that I'm going to point them to Jesus. See, so there is a real plan behind all of this, what may seem madness at our ministry from time to time. All right. So I think having troops in Syria might actually be a better thing. Maybe it would reduce the threat of like ISIS growing. Maybe Arabs attacking Israel. As Fox News says, the Kurds and others are going to lose trust in us if we pull out. Well, you know, all of that is very possible. But again, I look at it through the eyes of Bible prophecy. And I see it as lining up with exactly where America would be, where the headline would read, chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel, and then Israel is attacked, America sends troops. Actually, I said that in reverse. Israel is attacked, America sends troops, then chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. 
Okay, so let's go on with the idea, when will Jesus return? Most of the time in my life, I thought that this would be the order. But I want I want you to consider another thing. I have always seen it like this. America falls, then World War III rages on, and probably a nuclear war is not going to be near as long as some of the other wars. Maybe a World War III might only take six months to at the longest, maybe two years. Then the seven-year tribulation starts meaning that from the time America falls to the return of Jesus when it's over is somewhere in the ballpark of nine or ten years. However, there have been times, and I'm about to show you one, why I thought, well, okay, maybe it doesn't work like that. Maybe the seven-year tribulation has a set time to start and end regardless of when America falls or if she has to fall. I'd like to think that America get to, could get to heaven and maybe we didn't have to fall. And that is what the angel sort of spoke to Dimitri. And I don't think we have time to get to that tape, but let's go on. We do know that there's two scriptures. I thought I had them here. I don't. The two scriptures, it says, after two days, he will revive us. And on the third day, he will lift us up and we will, he will raise us up and we'll live in his sight. Then there's three other scriptures in the New Testament. It says, after two days was the feast of the Passover. So, Two days is a prophetic significance, meaning a day is a thousand years, a thousand years a day. So a day, prophetically, is 1,000 years. For example, God told Adam that in the day he ate of the fruit, he would die. Well, Adam lived some, what, like eight or 900 years, but he didn't live a 1,000 years. So he didn't live one full day. So in the day he ate of the fruit was the day he died. So assuming 2,000 years in there. Now, one of the things I discovered in my book, which, by the way, I'm going to start offering probably here in the next few days, was the day that time stopped. See, because if we're going to start calculating the return of Jesus and we're looking for a 2,000-year uh, church age to insert someplace, where do we insert it? Do we insert it the day that Jesus was born, the day he was baptized, the day he arose from the grave, the day he ascended? or the day that Cornelius uh, knocked on the door or, or answered the door and the sheep let down with all of the unclean animals and the, the gospel was given to the Gentiles, what starts it? Well, I will tell you, it'll take me a while to explain it. The answer is on first fruits. The answer is when Jesus arose. <laughs> I'm about to say something that's going to rock your world. Jesus arose on first fruits and Jesus returns again on first fruits. He arose as a lamb. He returns as a lamb. He left going up in a cloud. Remember when the angel standing beside the disciples said, you mean of Galilee, why are you standing up? This same Jesus left this way is going to return back. It's not exactly quoting it exactly, but he's going to return back the same way. Well, he left a guy that was eating fish with the disciples and Thomas uh, feeling his nail scars. And he's going to return the same way the very next time he returns. Then there's another time he returns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Again, you got to get my book. That's complicated. <laughs> we'll talk about it another time, but it's complicated. Get my book, and then I will explain to you. And I see time is just about running out again. So let me just say, if Jesus was crucified in the year 29 A.D., add 2,000 years, one of the possible times, I'm not trying, I'm not setting a date. Okay, I always have to say, I'm not setting a date. We're only making a discussion here. If 
He arose in 29, then he might return in 2029. If he arose in 30 AD, he might return in 2030. If he arose in 31, he might return in 3031. Now, I do not know when Jesus is going to return. I'm only talking theory here. Now, I see we run out of time, so perhaps we can talk theory another day. In the meantime, it's Christmas time, so I want to conclude by saying Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. May you have a wonderful and a happy and a prosperous Merry Christmas and a wonderful and happy and prosperous New Year. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. In my opinion, the most important gift offer you can get is the Wake Up America gift offer. It's the testimony of Dimitri Dudeman being put through five months of torture, twice on the electric chair, the angel coming to him and telling him the fall of America would start with an internal revolution. All of this is also put into a book called Prophecies of the Fall of America. It also has Michael Boldea and the prophecies from Prophet Leslie Johnson. And then I teach through, in America in Bible Prophecy, 193 scriptures. That's two DVDs and a book valued at $75, all three of them available for a gift of just $30. If you don't get anything, get this. It's called the Wake Up America Gift Offer at prophecyclub.com.